When it comes to creating content, there are so many things that you can do and that you have to do. So the real bottleneck is actually becoming more productive and getting more out of your time. So if you've been struggling with actually being productive and setting up the right workflows and all that kind of stuff, then today's episode will be very, very interesting to you because today I'm happy to welcome Oscar Lagrosen. So Oscar is a content creator and he's actually creating content about how to help new content creators become more productive. So Oscar is going to share with us how he was able to actually crank out a new piece of content every day and how he was able to self-publish three books in three months and write 337 articles in one year. What are the lessons learned? What is the best way to get started? We are going to answer all of these questions on this new episode of Build Your Thing. Hey everyone, Matt Jauer here, and welcome to Build Your Thing, the podcast where we help content creators find their unique creative voice, monetize their work, and build their tribe of loyal fans. With that being said, let's get started. So, Oscar, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Matt. Glad to be here. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you here. So, as I mentioned, like before starting the recording, like I stumbled across your um you know, your content, it was like, I think six months ago, something like this. So you were like publishing, like you were kind of a publishing machine. So publishing daily on several platforms. So we're going to talk about that later on, um, on, 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 this, uh, on this episode, but for the time being, could you please give us a quick, uh, you know, quick presentation about who you are and what you're actually doing? Yeah, it's so funny how things like change so quickly, especially in the beginning. So just a quick snapshot of who I am in December 2022. I'm Oscar, Oscar Lagerosen, currently situated in Poland, but um, I'm originally from Sweden. And the reason why I'm in Poland is because I work for Amazon, like remotely as a day job. But uh, on aside from the time I spent at Amazon, I spend pretty much uh, all my time on YouTube nowadays. So it's pretty much... On my YouTube channel, which is my, my name, and you can also find the description, you can uh, see that there is an upload every other day. So I don't know, it's not daily anymore, like article-wise, but I sort of kept the um, publishing schedule somewhat consistent on the YouTube channel too. So uh, that's pretty much what it's about. And regarding the content itself, I'm a very big fan of productivity and how we can sort of get more done for what limited time and resources we have and uh, since i feel like i'm a new creator matt is more on the beginning side and i feel like many people here who are listening to this also might be very inspired to create or maybe in the first journey so i sort of dedicated this entire channel for productivity for new creators so uh, that's pretty much what i'm obsessing with on a daily basis that's pretty interesting so like um can you walk us a little bit through, like, how did you actually got started to this, you know, creating content stuff? Yeah, it's uh, quite funny. And it, I think it all started when it comes to uh, your own productivity habits. So it was three years ago, I guess. 
in which I um, discovered David Allen's work with getting things done and his books, all that stuff. And I, of course, got completely blown away at you don't need to struggle anymore in order to get mediocre results. So you can sort of be able to create what you want with minimum effort and stuff like that. So then the whole journey started with sort of writing down stuff for myself and it all became accelerated in a way two years later when I looked up uh, other creators who have done significant uh, contributions to that field, including Tiago Forte. I remember that he was a guest on your show. And um, from there, it sort of kept expanding and expanding. And also at the time, I had just graduated from the Bachelor's University in Sweden and applied for many jobs, but didn't get any. So I sort of reluctantly, in a way, not really reluctantly, but uh, sort of uh, went to the master program. But I was sort of bummed out a little bit on the fact that I didn't have any work experience. So I figured out that I might as well create my own work experience. That's pretty much what entrepreneurship entrepreneurship is, rather. So uh, I went out and joined a local startup community back in October 2021, in which, uh, yeah, it was a boost chamber, it was called, in which you could uh, have the opportunity to get some feedback on your new idea and validate stuff and all of that. And I originally thought of um, making a course regarding how to access this called Total Presence, since I've been meditating for like uh, more than 20 years at this point, and uh, also been really consuming content regarding the flow state, and I felt that I could uh, sort of help people with achieving that. But I quickly figured out that if you're sort of starting out an unknown, maybe you want to sort of make something that people can consume for free. So that was the idea when the blog came in, which I sort of set up during the November that year. And uh, then I figured out after reading Seth Godin's work that I should probably write daily too, because if I write daily, I don't need to procrastinate. I sort of know that, okay, I have this hard deadline until tomorrow, so I can't really goof around and <laughs> make things more uh, harder than uh, I could possibly do. So uh, since I got into this daily cadence with first writing 26 articles regarding the productivity system, I myself found my first, by the way. So um, that's pretty much how it got started. It just kept on from there until maybe in summer when I sort of shifted focus a little bit. So yeah, this is how it got started with the writing process in general. This is very interesting. So um, I definitely have some question about like you shifting from you know, shipping things daily into um, like into your current cadence, which is like I think like several videos per per week on your on your channel. Yeah. But like, how did you actually you know set this daily writing writing habit up? Because you know, um, so many people want to create content, and then you know they just create a bunch of stuff in their head, and they aren't really able to you know get things out there. So obviously there are you know, several several reasons for that: imposter syndrome, over over complicating things, overthinking, and all that kind of stuff. But what are the specific steps that you've set up to just be consistent? Yeah, and of course, it's going to be really like nervous in the beginning. That's it for everyone whenever it starts a new thing. And uh, I thought about it for a long time, especially during the days when I 
started, okay, I'm going to publish from that day and so forth. So I set up sort of a time limit. I'm a morning person, so I usually wake up at around 5.30 and then get to work at around maybe half an hour, an hour later. And um, I figured out that if I can have this dedicated block, this sacred hour called at that, in which I can sort of be completely uninterrupted, sort of in my own ambient music bubble. I found out a particular Spotify list that uh, I still listen to this day. And uh, it's sort of a very good anchor into a more um, ritualistic feeling of writing. And from there, I would say that mostly when it comes to the beginning stuff, to write about things that you know. So I had this pretty elaborate plan for a very long time before I started to write that this is going to be a long part series because at that time I was uh, reading other bloggers who done like maybe 10 part series, 15 part series, 20 part series, etc. So it was more... Um, it was much easier to sort of plan out what it's going to be in advance because you not want to end up in a situation when you're like having afternoon and evening and you know what you're going to write at all tomorrow when you're just starting out. You want to have some safety net because there's some other things that you need to sort of uh, get more comfortable with in terms of publishing and being uh, finding a voice, etc. So um, what I did between November and December last year was almost exclusively write about the uh, productivity system invented for myself. And uh, it uh, became 26 articles, so a uh, pretty elaborate thing. I could sort of, whenever I wrote a um, new piece on that, I could immediately gather some ideas. Okay, I want to mention that in future uh, installations of that article series and so forth. And I also combined it with uh, each weekend. I had this weekly update um, schedule in which I wrote briefly on what, what I was up to and also on Sundays I had this reading and listening tip because at the time I read like listened so so many books so I figured out that I might as well uh, be a little bit of a reviewer in, in that part and I kept on especially with the Sunday posts I think that they are maybe some on medium right now in um, probably until summer until I sort of shift gears a little bit so in short, I would recommend that you sort of have a little bit of a plan, a little bit of an intention. Like, okay, for the next two weeks, for the next three weeks, I'm going to write about this so-and-so. And of course, you can change along the way. It's not like it's set in stone, but it's sort of, it's very helpful to have a safety net to fall back on. And one other thing that I just uh, <laughs> came up with right now, when it comes to ideas, it's very helpful if you have something to store with ideas it could be Kanban board it could be a list it could be something you could have in a task manager so you don't need to sort of reinvent the wheel all the time that you have a very good library of potentially good ideas that you can drag upon each um, day or so forth and uh, you will quickly find out that the more you write the more you write i believe it was uh, nicholas cole another writer who said that so um, it's not that you're going to run out of ideas since you're going to you have the opportunity to expand on what you previously wrote and so forth so uh, yeah it's a little bit of a pleasant surprise once you start up but again it's good to have a little bit of a forethought but the first two weeks or three weeks is going to be all about you know to take the pressure off 
this is very interesting. So did you start exclusively writing on your blog or like did you jump on uh, obviously like I spoiled this the, the answer a little bit, but did you jump on let's say platforms um, where there is already an audience? So um, I uh, I actually started on my blog and um, during like November and December, I distributed the links to a Facebook page that I owned and also to my Twitter account back then. And uh, because I was quite the top tier Pokemon Go player before that, I had some uh, a pretty decent following back then. It was not like I got any engagement from that but it was still enough for me to have another outlet to show from and of course i gained like a couple of views for each article but not really top tier uh, numbers so to speak but it was uh, after especially during the new years uh, until this year 2022 that i um, first of all had to uh, reinvent my content strategy since uh, my productivity article uh, system series was over so and then i sort of looked out that there was this thing called medium and uh, then there was this uh, other kinds of platforms you can sort of make it natively to them and uh, we could talk uh, twitter we can talk facebook we can talk uh, instagram we can talk uh, even tiktok i was there too especially in the january i was uh, pretty influenced by um, gary vaynerchuk back then who said that uh, we should pretty much be in all kinds of places so of course i <laughs> took that uh, advice um, back then i wouldn't recommend it now but we can talk about it later and uh, it sort of went off from there and i also joined the uh, shift 30 for 30 the march uh, cohort uh, i don't know if uh, if you sort of like explained the course before but uh, maybe we could talk about it uh, during this episode but uh, it was especially during that time that it sort of exploded in terms of where each article was manifested in different platforms okay that's uh that's quite interesting so so what did you what did you actually learn from uh you know uh, creating daily and did let's say the frame that you um that you put that you put for yourself let's say talking about productivity like did the frame actually change or uh, because you know, like because some some people, let's say, they start with one specific topic and then let's say they shift because they see either they are not interested by it or either they see there is like no market feedback. So, like, how did this? Um, how did you manage that? Yeah, that's uh, something that uh, one sort of have to. Uh, play around it a little bit sort of this constant question okay am i going to pivot or am i going to broaden out a little bit am i going to get into another niche etc so it was definitely after i written about my own inventor productivity system in uh, late 2021 that i sort of had to see okay where do i want to take it next so uh, i initially started with uh, writing more about habits and uh, then with about email and then more into sort of general uh, things based on insights that I sort of got at the time. For instance, uh, how important like failure is and the importance of failing and trying and trying again. And then it was especially during the uh, March, beginning of March, where I um, sort of found out that I had a much better productivity system than what I had back then. So it became another article series in that matter. And uh, then it was pretty much 
um, starting to elaborate my own uh, call it category of my wish. It uh, I call it total living, which was basically a holistic framework on how you can operate like every day, either through like your unique mental state, which is total presence, to uh, then incorporating productivity and sort of a good unstoppable growth mindset to it. So I won't really say that I went off the productivity. I sort of tried to incorporate other things into the productivity lens, the self-development lens. So uh, I sort of tried to build my own framework for sort of understanding how each person could be their most effective self back then, which was um, a very big theme on my blog for a long time, a couple of months, this uh, total living. So um, it was more things merging together rather than jumping from bucket to bucket, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's me. That makes total sense. So, um, what did you learn from, um, let's say, like obviously, like you you published those articles on, on your website, and then, yeah, like you took the advice from you know the media guru Gary Vaynerchuk, be everywhere and spread yourself all across uh, five hundred and thirty-two different platforms. So, <laughs> how did this? Like, how did you manage to to do this? So. Um, I remember especially during one day which I um, explicitly wrote how I did all of that in just like under 20 minutes or so and it got pretty popular. So then I got motivated to write a book about this, my first uh, ebook that uh, of course was a big step too. But uh, the entire summary about this is that you could reach 24 different platforms using only specific moves. So for example, there is this uh, popular the typewriter or type writing platform called TypeShare, in which you can, uh, from just one interface, publish directly to Twitter and Medium and LinkedIn. And uh, that's pretty much a very go-to good place to start since you don't need to do so much. And then you can have all this extra reach that you might not have even thought about before and not needing to so copy and paste like all the time. And uh, after that, it's pretty much uh, exploring the uh, wonderful uh, world of uh, podcasts and uh, YouTube. As you probably know, there are a lot of podcast stations. We can talk Spotify, we can talk Apple, we can talk Google, and uh, a whole lot of other things like Pocket Cost, uh, Overcast, Stitcher, etc. So each of them are sort of like their own platform. And uh, when it came to the podcasting, I am... Um, Everything from the start uh, was uh, pretty big on um, being in that space too. So I did every morning some kind of a Zoom recording for myself in which I read out like uh, word for word what I wrote during that particular morning. And then I sent the audio file to a, play, a service called Anchor in which you can from just one button publish to many different um, podcast platforms which are connected to. And then I took both the audio and video files to YouTube. So my older videos back then were just dead simple. It was pretty much uh, me in sort of a very non-enthusiastic fashion, if I look at it today, uh, reading up about them. So um, in terms of how you can publish um, to many places uh, the fastest way possible, it's pretty much using solutions like already exist like type share and uh, also making sure that um, 
either you're very good at copy paste, but also if you can have this uh, unique potential that podcasts um, can uh, bring you in terms of reading up things on your own. So if you look beyond just written word, you can see that there are many more um, possibilities from there. But uh, yeah, again, that was what I was um, um, doing at that time. Yeah, so this is interesting. So the only like issue, like when you try to be everywhere at the same time, obviously, is that like you lose kind of focus. And the other, the other big issue is that, um, like you know, like with with all the different platforms, like they all ha- they all have their specific way of creating content. So yes, like yes. Um, like you you can acknowledge that, right? So like people mm-hmm. who consume, let's say, information on on Twitter are not the same people who are actually reading Medium articles. People who are watching, let's say, YouTube tutorials aren't the same people who are just, you know, swiping to just see 15 seconds videos on on TikTok. So obviously just just a word of caution for everyone who's who's listening to this. Like it's not necessarily a good idea to spread yourself or it's actually let's just let's just name it. It's a bad idea to start trying to be everywhere uh, at, at the same time. But like there may be some option that you can explore just in order just to increase your visibility, especially at the beginning when you just have to make, you know, a lot of noise and really trying to find actually your path. Because like I work with a lot of, of a lot of creators, like some of them are already, you know, um, in the content creation game for some years and others are, are just starting out. And at the beginning, you don't really know, like, do you like to, do you like to write or do you like to make videos or do you prefer, you know, uh, you know, creating a podcast. So all these different things, um, you just have to experiment at the beginning just to see like what things actually fits to, to you, to like, to your personality. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I really like that you, um, put the word of caution. I would very much comment on that because that was, uh, especially a insight that got me to shift gears and so focus exclusively on YouTube because Mm -hmm. there is this thing called niche lapping fallacy which uh, basically at that time I was I thought that uh, okay I should be everywhere because then I uh, increased my chances that one of them is going to take off but in reality all of the platform could take off but not everything at once so it all comes down to the focus thing again because you sort of make it want to native to the platform and you sort of have to build your own um, skills in that matter like it's it's as you said it's uh, different to publishing on medium versus publishing on linkedin publishing tiktok on uh, twitter and youtube so by keeping it uh, very focused in the beginning because we don't really have a lot of leverage in the beginning it's all coming down to us and how we allocate our time and especially our attention and doing this hopping around between different platforms is sort of um, limiting us back in a way and it, it took a long time for me to realize it but uh, now it's uh, sort of very uh, evident that uh, it is the case that you have your own unique uh, <laughs> um, bits of attention that obviously should go into where it most matters, which is uh, just pick and then continue forward. So, um, yeah, again, this extra word of caution for everyone listening. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is that especially, you know, like almost all platforms today are quite of, you know, there are like so, there's like so much competition. It's it's very fierce competition. So let's say um, if you just, you know, let's say try to, 
to to make it on YouTube. Well, then there are so many things that you need to learn, and you know, yeah, like you need those those feedback loops, right? You need to improve, like you need to truly go through it, understand how to create a thumbnail, how to create a, a video that that catches the attention, and all these things. Like if you are at the same time trying to also, you know, uh, write let's say on Medium or on Twitter and try to interact <laughs> with others and all that kind of stuff. Like you, you, like at the end of the day, like your brain is just, just fried. And and the most important thing is that all this, like you really don't spend time creating content because you have to figure out so many things at the same time. So it's actually the fastest way to, to just burn out and then just, you know, spit on this whole thing and say, okay, all this creative stuff is just BS. It doesn't work. And it just made me miserable, right? <laughs> yeah exactly you're spreading yourself too thin and find out that you have like 24 leaking buckets and not going anywhere so it's better to fix one bucket and make it good especially on youtube when you, you don't really know how many skills you need to learn in order to get some traction it's uh, very hard in the beginning but that's the fun of it <laughs> exactly so, so so this is why i really like the approach of actually going on a sprint so let's say if you're interested, let's say by YouTube, like this is actually the, something that I've done back in, in 2021 or 2020. I don't remember exactly, but the thing is like, I was actually publishing a video every, uh, like, uh, every like six, six times per week. Um, you know, I just I took like one day off and I've done this like uh, daily, right? So, uh, for, for three months and like, this is like how we actually learn how do you how you start understanding like okay how can i optimize my process because if you're just let's say creating one article one video what one podcast or anything like just let's say one one time per month or one time per week you really don't have you know this quick feedback loops to actually improve your process and understand well how can i can i start working smarter what what templates can i use what kind of automation can i can i set up to just you know to improve and uh, my workflow and also improve my skill at the same time so i don't know like what what's exactly your take on that and like how do you approach you know dealing with feedback loops so let's just bring it back to youtube since you are you're you're bold on youtube right now so what is kind of your process of you know increasing those feedback loops yeah exactly i mean feedback is everything uh if you don't have feedback you know who <laughs> what is going on and that's where analytics sort of come in but also because i feel like there's like, this uh, very big discussion whether like if you want to optimize for quality and optimize for quantity but the funny thing is that and that's something that i probably elaborated in one of my um, newly published videos that some aspects like we can talk storytelling we can talk ideas we can talk other kinds of features requires that you do them again and again and again like imagine that you want to be a great football player you cannot just be from the start you have to put in the reps and uh, the faster you can get in those reps and make sure that you got the kick right and uh, the stance and be able to be at a certain location when the ball is there and have the footwork ready and stuff like that. That is something that takes many, many tries. And uh, you have to be sort of alert to each one. So the faster you can sort of cram in and the faster you've got these tight feedback loops, the faster you'll improve. 
I remember the um, classic uh, investor Naval once said that it's maybe not necessarily 10,000 hours that's necessary for mastery, but 10,000 iterations. And I believe that the modern science is sort of in the same way too, in which the more repetitions you do per unit of time, the faster you will quickly improve on that. So again, back to videos, it's sort of you have to balance Obviously, you cannot just um, um, publish whatever. You have to sort of make an effort into it, but make sure that you can take it in sequence. Like, for instance, when I was starting YouTube in the beginning, I honestly didn't start like every other day. I started with uh, every every week, and that was because there was so much to learn from me. I had to learn uh, editing software, Premiere Pro, in like five days or so of just uh, intense uh, sprint. And then it's so much things that need to be like set up in terms of templates and uh, publishing um, routines and stuff like that. And but then you quickly figure out that okay, now I got the basic moves. Now it's all getting faster and faster, and then I can have this uh, extra opportunity to make it even shorter in terms of the pauses in between each upload. So this is when I went from uh, once a week to uh, twice a week to then every other day and even at one point every single day just to clear out the buffer. But again, as I said earlier, when it comes to quantity and quality, I feel like if you're new to this and don't really know what uh, you're doing, and I could certainly attribute myself to that, uh, then I, I feel it's better to sort of have this extra enhancing feedback. Like, okay, I published this, now what? Well, how is the response? Okay, it was, went sort of like this. And all the time you can just uh, learn like theoretically what has uh, been working on other channels in a specific area of interest and uh, learn from that. But again, as Alex Hormosi says, that uh, quality might be better than quantity, but quality quantity is uh, better than quality. And quantity can help a lot with things that do matter, like storytelling, which is pretty much uh, all you need to succeed anywhere. So yeah, it's a pretty important skill. So uh, yeah, maybe that was a good answer or not. <laughs> yeah, so this is like, this is quite interesting. So the thing is like, how did you, how do you actually manage like the getting feedback? Because like, especially when you're starting out, like most of your content like will not get noticed. So like, what is the thing that you actually work on when you have no feedback, like no market feedback? Well, I, I can't really say for sure because I do get some feedback now. But uh, and as I heard from, uh, yeah, at the beginning, back when you when you were starting out, like you start with a new channel, zero views or three, four views. Like, how do you how do you actually learn from this? So honestly, when I started out my channel back when I started to blog, it was more focused on the blog and not necessarily on channel. And it was definitely visible on the views. I got like two or three or one and four like views for video. And I honestly understand uh, why now because I didn't put as much effort as not even uh, necessary to break even. So, um, but now when it comes to like analytics and stuff, it's uh, sort of like this same question of, okay, it gets, it got that many views or that got 
many less views what happened here and then you sort of learn things like over time like okay you got these different contact buckets and uh, then you have this algorithm running around and trying to serve people with what they want so in other words some topics might fit better with one particular audience and especially for certain new creators it's all coming down to having the um, algorithm uh, getting to know us better so we need to keep publishing and keep publishing and keep publishing until the algorithm discovers, okay, uh, he or she is uh, doing that kind of content. So let's serve that for uh, potential viewers back then too. So um, I would say that especially when it comes to this zero views, two views, four views change. And one thing that was very encouraging uh, when when I was in Chip 30 for 30, and uh, I remember that they said that... Um, even if you get maybe four or eight, you can still think of it like relatively speaking, like four to eight, that's pretty much a double right there. So then you can think of it in a relative sense that you can build and double down from that too in order to grow it a little bit forward. And then I think something that maybe is a little bit uh, underrated, but uh, maybe should not is a little bit of a patience too. There is this quote by Neil Strauss, which says that uh, 90% of success basically is doing the one thing for an uncommon long period of time without convincing yourself you're smaller than you are. And um, I can sort of understand it too. And uh, I think that's pretty encouraging for people to hear. When I um, discover like new YouTubers, it's not, it takes a while, usually like a couple of weeks until I really discover them again. And then again, and then I realize, oh, this one's good for me. And then I start to consume. So from the time I discovered like a particular name, to when I became a super fan, it could take months. So imagine when you're starting out and you got people first discovering you. And uh, of course, it, we are talking about a small pool and they are doing this, I call trust cycle in which you see, okay, this name, okay, whatever, back to TikTok. And <laughs> then a couple of months later, you see an article, ooh, that, that, that was interesting. And then another month later, this is definitely for me and then like consuming all that. So what I'm saying is that it could take a couple of months until you get this super fast because they've gotten the time and necessarily delay to become more familiar with your stuff. So uh, that's once again these cycles of uh, trust, you could call that, that, that um, probably is uh, a big factor there too, I, I assume, or just widely guess, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you always, yeah, obviously, like trust is like everything, especially, you know, like when you're building, building an, uh, an audience, like, you know, people can see you all day long, but if they don't trust you, then they will, they may, they may still consume your content, but they will never, you'd say, buy anything from you. And, this exactly. is actually like the 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 goal of of creating content is like helping others, but at the same time also making a sale. So definitely, like without trust, you're just screwed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Oscar, let me just uh, let let us you know walk us right now behind the curtain. Like, how does actually the the productivity system, your productivity system, looks like? Like, how do you let's say go from idea? To, to published videos? How do you manage, you know, having so many different tasks to do um, either in your, in your, in your job at, uh, uh, your job at Amazon or, at, you know, your side hustle being a, being a creator? How do you manage the information, the things that you learn in order just to, to progress uh, at your craft? So 
how do how do you make sense of all this all this mess? I would say that my particular hack, if you can call it that, and I feel like not many people probably practice this, is uh, writing your script while walking. You have this extra time when you're like commuting, you're traveling, you go into the gym and then going back, taking walks and stuff like that, that maybe you're not as um, not doing anything else. But if you can sort of learn and train yourself to pick up your phone and then not necessarily like look at it all the time, but then look up and then look down and look back. I, I got a video on my channel explaining more on how to do it. And uh, already there, you save yourself so much time because most of the uh, information and valuable stuff all comes down to what you're trying to say, whether it's bullet points or script. And uh, that's pretty much uh, a major um, uh, turning point for me when it came to how to sort of um, get more time back which I wouldn't really have otherwise. So um, I usually, um, today, I um, let's say if we go from one idea to a published video, I start, right now I'm editing one video and starting with another. So I have like one script before the video I'm creating. Uh, sorry, the video that I'm editing. So like every morning I usually go to the gym and um, work out there and then come back. So there's this bus ride and this walk when I time in. Okay, now I'm going to write what I want to say and sort of make the more heavy lifting, we'll call it at that, and um, sort of do that while having this uh, extra optic flow in our eyes, you know, when we're walking and we see stuff and it's uh, bright weather, it's uh, good sunlight and stuff like that, all this environmental cues i found that especially helps a lot with like creativity and especially when writer's block and stuff like that since you don't really need to um sacrifice everything but you just you're walking anyway so you're still uh, making progress and ironically once you take the pressure off then the creativity just flows and flows so uh, i can pretty much write uh, maybe up to five to six minutes of youtube video maybe in one uh, morning since yeah, I sort of make it as efficient as possible now in terms of writing the content uh, itself and how to structure from bullet point and from there. And uh, yeah, now we're talking the uh, content uh, or more the backend side. In terms of recording, I usually start by, uh, I have my own desk at home in which I um, do the A-roll. I um, talk about uh, what I was um, um writing at that time and uh, then I immediately start to work on the thumbnail because uh, as you, you probably know it's a very important uh, aspect of YouTube and from there I start to pretty much spend the, the rest of the time in uh, Premiere Pro in which I first cut out uh, every uh, accidental pause or accidental thing that wasn't really clearly articulated stuff like that and then I started to go wild in terms of uh, effects or text popping up and stuff like that and that can that can take a lot i'm uh, at the moment uh, editing a uh, 24 minute long uh, video that i expect would take uh, more than one day to complete so i would say that aside from um, just my day jobs it all comes out of priorities it's not like at this moment that i'm doing anything else from more serious basis other from day job and gym because i mean you have so much time do you and uh, the more you can allocate to one particular thing, the faster it will get, the faster you will learn and stuff like that. So, and 
it's not definitely forever, but I feel like especially when you don't have anything or any leverage or any kind of uh, compounding right now, that it's good to have this sort of monk mode, uh, putting everything and go all in basically. So when I finish with the editing, I of course uh, publish it and then it's uh, all repeat. It's coming down to this endless cycle. And I think it's very important to enjoy each part of it, like from the idea to the walk itself, to the recording, to the editing. So it doesn't feel like you have to start over again, but rather, okay, and now I'm in this phase and now I'm in this phase. All these are equally important. So it doesn't really feel like I have to sort of publish each video all the time. It's sort of as like uh, you like each season. So I don't know if that was a good answer, but that's usually how I um, publish um, and create videos nowadays. So I found it um, very well working. And of course, I'm experimenting a lot with adding more B-roll filming myself. So it's, of course, it takes a while too to set up the tripod and uh, make some uh, mediocre acting things and uh, make it working post through there. So of course, it's an endless lear- learning. And if we do the same podcast like one year later, I would probably say something completely different but maybe not so uh yeah that's uh, that, that's the beauty of being a beginner i would say yeah so like honestly like I, I really like like the you know like i watched several of your or few videos on, on your channel and i would encourage everyone who's listening to this to actually check out your 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 channel and just see like at the beginning uh, you know like i really like the the kind of you know um authentic way so obviously, like when you're when you're filming, let's say your B-roll and then just editing it and adding it to your to your uh, uh, to your video. Obviously, we all know that we are not watching, let's say, Matt Divella's channel with you know, like with the super fancy cameras, with the perfect angles, and you know, with all that kind of stuff. And I really like, in 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 my opinion, like this adds, you know, like uh, an interesting layer of you know trust transparency and obviously this is something that if you continue doing this like in five years like like or maybe like and even let's say in six months like you will look back and you will you will tell yourself oh like this was this was really stupid or this was like really bad quality but this is actually how you make progress and if you're not let's say um ashamed if if, if i can use this word by the work that you've put out let's say six months uh, ago or one year ago then you're not making any progress, and it's actually a, a good thing. So I just wanted to to congratulate on, on on that, and I have truly like appreciate your videos and and the fact how you edited the, them, and really you know like as I told you like it it really looks like you know it's not it's not the a Hollywood production, but it's like it really gets the core message to the to to the viewer. Um, like we are not going, let's say I'm not going to to watch. Uh, Oscar, because I want like great cinema quality videos. I just, you know, want to learn more about productivity. And I just wanted to to congratulate you on that. Thank you so much, Matt. And uh, yeah, it's pretty funny once you like look back even like weeks from now. And I can like safely say like by the time the videos come out, from like two days later, the video that will be come out me by then, it will be significantly like markedly better than what I'm doing uh, like now. And uh, that that's the thing. I usually keep a buffer around like two weeks to keep like sanity high. And uh, I see like myself, like I can, um, yeah, it's 
totally different in terms of quality from the first 10 to like the uh, others that are there too. So I feel like the videos that I'm doing now, and the one thing that I especially figured out and especially learned was the power of storytelling. Because if I look back at my own videos now, I can clearly see that I haven't really like delivered this feeling, this delivered, oh, she, he understands me, and then the like counts. And that you can only do by sort of this relating, this authenticity, this storytelling once again, which is uh, very hard to... But the beauty of storytelling is that you it's a quantity thing, so you literally repeat and repeat and become better at it. And I feel especially during the Christmas time, these videos are definitely way more personality, but also more uh, storytelling-driven and definitely more in trying to sort of make a change, make a transformation for um, everyone. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. And regarding Matteo too, I, uh, of course, uh, he has a course called uh, Master YouTube, and I purchased it. It's very good. So uh, next time uh, he will uh, launch it again, maybe sometime next year, I can full-heartedly recommend it because, you know, he's uh, the expert in terms of filmmaking. And it's a very good tip, by the way, to learn from the best and trying to sort of shortcut your process that way. Plus, you get an access to the community too. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much absorbed all what he knows in order to sort of emulate it as, sort of as fast as possible. <laughs> Yeah, so like, uh, I I really smell like his his uh, like his touch on like your latest B, like how you your you know like like your B rolls and that kind of stuff. So oh, I I told like okay, this this guy probably you know um, got some inspiration uh, from uh, from an expert here. But yeah, lots and lots and lots. Yeah, you know these uh, big names like uh, Mattia Vella and even uh, other YouTubers like uh, Casey Neistat and stuff like that. I mean, of course you get inspired, and that's a very good way to look at the things that you enjoy and take what you like and so forth so of course i'm more into these kind of ways of showing and telling and stuff like that that that's quite interesting that's really really interesting so oscar uh, before we wrap up this call is there anything else that you want to add if there's anything else that i want to add i think that we a lot talked about a lot about uh, what is uh, currently the state and as I, I want to like say something for um, many new creators that are out there that the first month because you're sort of like trying out things change pretty rapidly since you have to sort of be very willing to change position but it all comes down to having this singular focus towards one thing and uh, not get distracted, not uh, feeling that you have these other kinds of opportunities going on, but realize, and uh, we said before, and I say it again, you can make anything work, but maybe not everything, especially in the beginning where you don't have leverage. So it's all putting down all eggs in one basket and uh, simplify as much as possible in order to get the most uh, headspace in order to make what you can make much uh, better than what you could. So uh, that's pretty much a thing that I constantly remind myself again and again, that it all keeps things very simple and upgrade from what you're already doing, doing it better and so forth. So, And most of all, most of all, that's uh, uh, something that we probably have touched upon, but... The creation process is so fulfilling in itself. I mean, 
I've done a lot of like things in the past, but nothing is uh, as comparable as knowing that you have something that you are making, that you are manifesting, that you're sort of seeing whatever you can do. And then you sort of get some feedback after that and you see your internal growth because the beauty with um, writing and uh, doing stuff on YouTube that you learn so much yourself by the stuff that you want to say. So even if you don't see any traction of your channel, know that the process in itself is as or even more fulfilling than anything could possibly be in terms of stuff like that. So that's, if anyone is just struggling with consistency, which I feel is like the most, uh, uh, the biggest hurdle, especially in the beginning, uh, make it as enjoyable as possible and be very proud that you're doing this uh, very courageous uh, path and also very fulfilling path already right now. So a little words of encouragement here. <laughs> yeah, that's a very, very wise uh, advice. So thank you very much for that. Um, obviously, I'm going to link to your YouTube channel, your newsletter, and to your book in the show notes. But what is the best place where people can you know, learn more about you and your work? Um, I think we talked a lot about focus in general and doing one thing. So if I say something else, it will probably be a little bit dishonest. So I, honestly, I have to say YouTube. It's uh, everything where I'm putting all the eggs from there. Of course, you can find me on maybe Medium and Newsletter, but if you really want to see where the action is and if you found value from what has been said here, uh, I would say YouTube has been... Uh, is uh, where I'm at. And I can say that especially like two days from now, like during the Christmas thing, some really great uh, videos uh, are going to come out. So uh, you can uh, look out for that and uh, have this as some kind of Christmas present. Perfect. Thank you very much, Oscar. It was a pleasure having you on the show. And well, I wish you all the best on the journey. Thank you so much, Matt. All right. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode with Oscar. As usual, you're going to find the links to everything we mentioned in the description. And if you want to level up your productivity as a content creator, if you want to save yourself some time and only focus on what really matters, then be sure to check out my daily emails. I'm going to leave a link in the description. Again, you can sign up for free and simply get all my productivity tips daily straight into your inbox. With that being said, thank you much for your attention and I hope to see you in the next episode.